radical left has taken over the Democratic Party. Hello and welcome to Think Progressively, covering politics and all the other chaos life has to offer. This is episode 44, recorded on Friday, July 30th from Milwaukee. I'm Joe. And I'm Jason. And we're back! Hey, welcome back. Woo! We took a short little break and recharged our batteries from all the craziness out there, and then now we're back to complain more. <laughs> we told you two weeks, we gave you an extra week off, that was like our gift to you, our handful of listeners, and now, unfortunately, we're back. And on today's episode, we'll discuss the crazy background of the pro-Trump newspaper, The Epic Times. But first, the headlines. The fact is that everything he's saying so far is simply a lie. I'm not here to call out his lies. Everybody knows he's a liar. Up first in headlines, since we've been gone, the Bucks are the NBA champions! <laughs> yes, we don't talk about sports Woo! that much, uh, but we are both, at least nominally, Bucks fans. I'm not a huge basketball fan, but I certainly pay attention to it. I was definitely depressed last year when the Bucks looked so great in the regular season. And then, <laughs> well, and then COVID hit yep. and the, the bubble and everything, and yeah, they didn't look the same. So it was it was great to see this year. I'm glad that the super teams lost. Mm-hmm. I hope LA and Brooklyn never win a championship. Did you see they just got Russell Westbrook too? Yeah, in LA. Yeah. Oh my God. All the beat Giannis. That's what the, all that's been for. It's just to beat Giannis. They can't do it. So at least with us, we get to celebrate because we are the NBA champions for now. First time in 50 years. Just be happy, Milwaukee. And first overall championship of either of our lifetimes for a Milwaukee team. Yeah. I never I never thought in a million years I'd ever see a Bucks <laughs> NBA championship. Did you? They got close a couple times when they had Ray Allen in the 90s. I had no belief in trusting them. <laughs> Not at all. Congratulations to the Bucks. Let's take this year to celebrate. Now on to the bad news and related to the ga- large gatherings that we had in downtown Milwaukee. Yeah, <laughs> that I may have been at a couple of times. I stay away from large crowds regardless of global pandemic. <laughs> COVID is on the rise. With the rise of the Delta variant, America is getting ravaged right now. Almost to the fact that I think we're almost at um I want to say like near like current pandemic numbers we saw like what like almost a year ago, I want to say. I, I would say yeah. I I'm, I don't know if it's quite as high across the country. I think in some states it is. In some states yeah. certainly, yeah. And that's, you know, it basically negating vaccination, unfortunately. Well, especially with this new variant right now where you're seeing even though you're still seeing a big disparity between vaccinated and unvaccinated people. I'm sure our listeners know that. By the way, if you haven't gotten vaccinated yet, get freaking vaccinated. But even then, you're still seeing people who have gotten the vaccine come down with COVID. It's not nearly as severe as the unvaccinated cases have been, but it's still happening. Yeah, and there's reports that vaccinated people can transmit the Delta variant. Yes. Which is not good. Unfortunate. And that's why the CDC has recently changed their guidelines for wearing masks in indoors even for those who are vaccinated yep and it's because you can still spread the delta variant even if you might not have symptoms and you're vaccinated wearing a mask will protect everyone else around you which is why the cdc is now recommending it it's not that they don't know what they're doing that they're just guessing that oh they change their mind all the time so they must just be wrong no the evidence and the situation has changed and they're giving the best recommendations they know 
know to give based on science and evidence to keep everyone safe. Well, and here's what really frustrates me too. So I got into it today with a buddy of ours, Jason, who is equating basically all expert opinion as like nothing. It's the same and should be distrusted like anyone else's opinion. And I take a lot of issue with that because that's just not true. We, we do have expert opinion for an actual reason. We do have expertise for an actual reason. But the fact that people are changing or they're seeing these changes happen, which we can discuss and we can talk about, is just really eroding the trust in just not even our institutions, but like just the idea of expert opinions in general. I think the internet certainly has. Oh, 100%. Yes. And, yes. and social media in particular. The fact that everyone's opinions are viewable at a moment's notice is in theory a great thing, but in practice, not so much. So you have Texas Chip Roy here yeah, so the, in our notes. So the House of Representatives on Tuesday night reinstated their mask mandate. Yes, so I heard that much. Representatives are required to wear a mask on the House floor. Seems reasonable to me. And of course, that sparked outrage amongst the Republican representatives, including Texas. Texas do better. Texas is <laughs> Chip Roy. Don't vote for anyone named Chip. That's like rule number one. But we have a quote from him. Uh, he gave a just crazy tirade on the floor on Wednesday. I wanted to highlight this because I think this is kind of a lot of stupid people's opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, but his quote is, I can't execute my constitutional duty unless I wear a mask. Well, which is it? Vaccines or masks? The vaccines work or they don't work? Do the masks work or they don't work? Well, and this is where the ignorance of the scientific community really hurts our whole country right now because they just don't understand, like you said before, that with science working in real time, it changes constantly. Well, and it's like saying, I wear a seatbelt, so why do I need to have an airbag in my car? Or I have an airbag in my car, so then why do I need to wear a seatbelt? So does which the airbag is it? work yeah. or does it not work? Does a seatbelt work or does it not work? They both work and they both aren't perfect. That's the answer. Mm -hmm. Vaccines and masks both work, but not 100%. Right. Well, and here's the issue that I think the CDC is, they're not at fault for, but I think this is a good criticism of the CDC, at least when it comes to messaging, a lot of the messaging the CDC was pushing, and let's be real here, also like a lot of the um, Democratic politicians, including Joe Biden, were all pushing saying, get vaccinated so you don't have to wear a mask anymore. And that was the initial issue back out in California, because they were encouraging them to get the vaccine, but they're also telling them to wear masks at the same time, which left people confused, saying, why am I getting the vaccine if I still have to wear a mask anyway? Well, we just talked about the reason, right? Right. The, it was The other variant, people were not transmitting while they were vaccinated. But with this Delta variant, they've found that people who are vaccinated can transmit the virus. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason. It's a very simple answer, one that Chip Roy could easily have access to. But he's not interested in the truth. He's interested in grandstanding and pandering to the multitudes of crazy people out there that just want to believe that this is some kind of cover-up or conspiracy to take their rights away and force them to wear a cloth covering on their face. I'm still waiting to hear from all the people that said COVID is going to magically go away once Joe Biden got elected. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm waiting for them to hear what they have to say. And I'm waiting for the, the government takeover. <laughs> like, wasn't that it? If you wear a mask on your face... They can do anything. Then then that's, anything that's all can happen. over. If it's... they force you to get a vaccine, then... Well, we, I mean, we saw that... Well, oh, what was it? It was um, back at CPAC with Madison Cawthorn, I think it was, and where he was saying that, well, they've already shown that they can go house to house and door to door. They're going to come for, you know, your 
vaccines now, and they're going to come for your personal well-being now, and next they're going to come for your guns, and then they're going to come for your Bible, and who knows what's next? It's insane. And what also really hurts right now is that since we've had so many people have COVID, they also don't feel the need to get the vaccine anymore because they think that they're now immune because they have once had it. Right, which the studies are very unclear on how effective that is. Correct. And that was Shipper. I didn't include his entire tirade here, but he did go on to talk about natural immunity, which is not really that natural. It's acquired immunity because you got sick. Right. But yes, and it's certainly the initial studies show that it wasn't as effective as being vaccinated. So if vaccinated people can still transmit, I guarantee that people that have a lower level of antibodies due to having contracted COVID are still going to be able to transmit disease as well. Correct. How's Wisconsin looking? Well, locally, and we were for a long time, even in the midst of this increase, we were looking great. Yeah, we, we, were, were, looking, we were actually like the whole north, like the whole northern Midwest was actually looking pretty well. And we were at like averaging 30, 40 new cases yeah. a day, which is nothing. Unfortunately, now we are seeing 23 straight days uh, of increases in cases in the state of Wisconsin. We are all the way back up to a thousand new cases a day, which is the highest it's been since early April. Man. So, you know, and that's when vaccinations start. Right. So we've wiped out everything that we've gained due to vaccination. And it's now I won't I won't go eat at a restaurant anymore. I'll only, you know, pick up food. Jeez. And anytime I'm in public, I'm going to be wearing a mask again. So we're back to that stage. And it's unfortunate. And, you know, some of what we're seeing, might it be due to the large gatherings we had around the Bucks? I don't know. Not certainly the, the numbers across the state, I don't think, but possibly might be fueling some of the resurgence in the city of Milwaukee. I'm sure it could be doing something because even in Milwaukee County, vaccination rate isn't super great. Right. And that, I mean, there was a lot of people downtown there. They were saying what close to 100,000 people uh, just outside in the in the downtown area. And I used to work for a long time. I worked right across the street from the Fiserv Forum. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's not that big of an area yeah. to have that many people. Those super irresponsible <laughs> people. Joe. I wouldn't do that. Bucks and six. <laughs> so everybody be responsible. Well, let, I, before we end this, I do have a quick question for you, though. Sure. So I think a lot of this, because we're already seeing tons of resistance just with what we're seeing right now. And even, I don't know if you saw, like, out of Alabama, there are... Alabama. Like, Alabama. The, yep. the, even the Alabama governor is straight up blaming the unvaccinated populations in their state, saying, yeah, it's all their fault. You need to get vaccinated. And she's a Republican. And even then, they don't care. So my question for you then, Jason, is what do you think is going to happen when it comes to... Because clearly this is getting worse. And we've seen this already, that it's probably going to get worse in the upcoming months. What do we do about it? And what do we do about it where we can have government officials actually make any type of rules or regulations without freaking out the entire population again? I think it's too late for that. You think so? Yeah, I, I, people have chosen their sides. Either you're going to be responsible and care about public health and safety of everyone, or you're going to cry and complain that everything is a violation 
violation of your freedom and the constitution says that you don't have to do anything you don't want to do we can work at restaurants and not wash our hands and not wear a shirt into places that serve food and not pay taxes because i'm a free citizen or whatever that is (laughs) sovereign citizen sovereign citizen yeah so i think people have already kind of chosen their sides on this unfortunately and it has become political it's been political from the start right and i'm sorry republicans you are on the wrong side you are on the idiot lunatic conspiracy irresponsible jackass side well and they're killing their own voters and that's why you're seeing more republican politicians starting to say we need to get vaccinated so we don't have to do this anymore you even saw um sean handy say even though he like couched it in like a million caveats he literally said i believe in science you have to get vaccinated please go get vaccinated and even then he was crucified for it even like by other people like tucker carlson other fox news correspondents so like it doesn't even matter they're killing their own people they know that i think it was even in like in arkansas oh god what's her name sarah huckabee sanders who's writing for governor is trying to say like get the trump vaccine and make trump happy and even then they don't care so i i honestly don't know what to do about this i completely agree with you they're not going to have any rules regulations in place because if we do anything more now it's done it people are going to freak out they're going to protest we already saw something happen like this in france and i want to say italy as well where they just had i think back or mask mandates put in place again and they freaked out imagine what would happen here yeah and i've seen joe biden has talked about you know he's not sure what the federal government can really do to regulate and it's really up to the states and we see even a state like wisconsin because we have unfortunately a a highly gerrymandered republican legislature they're not going to do anything they refuse to do anything and they did i think just instate a policy of wearing masks in federal buildings if i'm correct and either a you have to get vaccinated if you're a federal employee or get tested every day every week every week okay Mm -hmm. so i mean that's something but yeah there's only so much apparently they can do and a lot of our fellow citizens have shown that they just don't care they refuse to take any the the party of personal responsibility refuses to take personal responsibility for the greater good well and i've been saying this for months now where this is the perfect example of why i do not trust anyone for saying we should believe in the the market of ideas or just the free market of anything ever again because the people who are saying that exact argument are the ones who are causing the damage they're the ones who are spreading misinformation about this so you're not believing in ayn rand i hate ayn rand no (laughs) utopia the the uh, libertarian utopia no atlas shrugged and didn't get vaccinated oh that's a good one i like that (laughs) uh get vaccinated if you're not vaccinated tell your friends to get vaccinated tell your family to get vaccinated and don't be nice about it just yell at them because that's that's gonna work i promise (laughs) yep we we need to go back to where we were unfortunately at the beginning of the year social distance wear a mask in public and schools are coming back in session now yeah and schools are going to be coming back up and i mean probably for the best as we talked about kids don't do as well with remote learning it seems like we're committed to in-person teaching and part of the cdc guidelines that we're talking about is they said that all everyone in schools so all teachers and students students and staff have to wear masks 
Yeah, should and wear masks. And they're freaking about that already. Of course. It's killing our kids with all the freedom. toxins. Kill, we're that, killing our kids yeah. with freedom. That's what's happening. Ah, oh, all right. It's, it's good. <laughs> Welcome to, back. It's good to be back. <laughs> let's go on to something else that's fun. So let's talk about some local stories. All right. That I found staying in Wisconsin here. So I actually don't know about these stories, by the way. So I'm glad you brought them up because I've never seen these before. Yeah, I just happened upon these. So the first one here from the Elmbrook School District to and we this is kind of a follow-up as to uh, one of our stories from a while back mm-hmm. where we talked about you know what is cancel culture what is censorship who actually participates in censorship the left is constantly accused of fostering cancel culture and wanting things to be banned free speech banning but as we talked about when there is actual pressure for the government to limit speech it's almost always coming from the right Mm -hmm. and what they complain about is generally people having to face consequences for racist or sexist or you name terrible (laughs) you name x terrible behavior and not government censorship so what happened here now in um elmbrook so two books were pulled from elmbrook school libraries after the daily wire published a story that children had access to adult materials they did huh in the libraries so I I see specifically they said that they had sexual content. Yeah, so the two books in question are both pro-LGBTQ books. Which, if you remember from our canceled episode, is what the vast majority of banned books were about. Uh, The titles were Queer and This Book is Gay. Canceled, done. And they were both removed from the libraries, no longer available for students to check out. Uh, There is, part of this story is reasonable. It had to do with the fact that the online app that kids use to access books remotely it wasn't allowing parents to be able to monitor what their children had access to and and regulate which you should always be able to as a parent be able to make that decision and and I, i get that part but the fact that what they were pushing for was for these books to be completely removed and to be banned again shows that they don't care about free speech they don't care about freedom they're not anti censorship they just are pro conservative and christian and anti everything that they find offensive yep that's it and there's a there was a also a lawsuit filed from, from the, the wisconsin institute of law and liberty oh yes wisconsin institute of law and liberty which is of course a conservative group well and the, for those who don't know like wisconsin institute of law and liberty is notorious for these stupid lawsuits all throughout wisconsin so whenever there's something like really dumb that's happening it's probably them so once again just reinforce the idea that real anti-free speech real government censorship comes from the right right. and not from the left so the next story also comes from a wisconsin library this time whitefish bay also known as white folks bay Mm -hmm. due to the low minority population there it's a very wealthy suburb of northern milwaukee right on the lake so you have a lot of uh, lakefront mansions things like that in that area there was a sign uh, addressing systemic racism in their message garden which is an area where everyone is supposed to be able to leave messages for the community that people can see okay Uh, due to this highly controversial sign promoting critical race theory so now wait hold on 
There's a picture. It's the sign on the left, right? Correct. The one on the right just tells you what that it's a message garden. Okay. It looks terrifying. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's, There's people it's holding horrible. hands. There's a pile of dead children that you, it's just off of the, the picture that you can't see it, but it's there. Okay. Sounds um, good. So this terrible sign that's killing children... <laughs> says whitefish bay will be a welcoming community that recognizes systemic racism and actively works to address and dismantle it that sounds super racist i that's horrible how could they let this happen how will you be a bridge in helping to repair and build a more don't you community? dare compare me to a bridge i am not infrastructure well maybe they could have got some funding <laughs> uh, probably not if it were up the kristen or kirsten cinema but. so that's it that's what the sign said yes it that said that they would be a community that recognizes systemic racism and how can you help to repair it that was it all right cool so how do people freak out <laughs> this this drew a lot of pushback from people in the community i'm ready including a former milwaukee buck and current broadcaster for the milwaukee bucks great there is an offensive sign posted in front of the public library that incorrectly generalizes our community nope. it says that whitefish bay recognizes systemic racism <laughs> wait wait <laughs> They are generalizing us. There are many of us that do not recognize and this systemic is, racism. And this is from Steve Novak, the <laughs> former Milwaukee Buck. What? Because it's a public record since he sent it to the Don't library. you dare generalize us and call us all smart. How dare you? What group has taken the liberty of speaking for our community in such a hateful, what? damaging, <laughs> and inaccurate way? Oh, my God. <laughs> What is that? So apparently that message is hateful and damaging by saying that we that the we community recognize. recognizes systemic racism and wants to work to prevent it. What a crazy take. Oh my God. So the library's director responded to Novak saying, in light of the level of inquiry about the Bay Bridge sign, the decision has been made to remove it. I'll bring forward a potential sign policy for the library board of trustees to review at a future meeting to codify potential standards and content of future signs such as school plays or co-sponsors or programming. Novak responds, thank you for your response. Groups that are trying to indoctrinate our community and our children as they go to the library are shameful. Disinformation is the abuse of power. Steve Novak sucks. What is that? Oh my god. Indoctrination. Once again, here's the indoctrination. Just in case you feel like maybe you heard it wrong the first time, the sign, and this is the entire sign, it says Bay Bridge, it gives their website URL, baybridgewisconsin.org, and states, our vision, Whitefish Bay will be a welcoming community that recognizes systemic racism and actively works to address and dismantle it. How will you be a bridge in helping to repair and build a more equitable community? Is there like a swastika on the back that I'm not seeing? <laughs> Is, I, what's happening? That's, that's it. Uh, here's another quote. I watched my children play with and grow to be friends with everyone and loved their colorblindness. I take a little credit for that as I have done decades of volunteer work and donated tens of thousands of dollars to many different charities, including your library, hint, hint. And last I looked, my name was still in the lobby. 
<laughs> this is from Betsy Trimble, a Whitefish Bay resident. Betsy says, So imagine my disappointment and sadness to read your divisive sign that you put up on your slash my slash our lawn. But again, this just goes to show how bad misinformation and propaganda is right now, where literally just saying that we are a community that recognizes systemic racism, that's it. And how can you help lead to a better equal community is leading to saying that we this is a horrible, controversial, hateful, divisive sign. That's insane. This level of reaction is insane, but I would not put it past Whitefish Bay. And there's also multiple people that complained and said, oh, Whitefish Bay, there's no racism here. I've never even heard of anyone being racist in this community. Because there aren't any black people in there. And there is a documented case, a very famous one from a couple years ago, also involving a Milwaukee buck, John Henson, who went to shop at a jewelry store in Whitefish Bay, and after he pulled up and got out of his car, they locked the door. Oh my god. Because they thought he was going to steal from them, or rob the place. So, I don't know about Whitefish Bay not having any racism. You should be embarrassed, Whitefish Bay. Get yourself together. So you feeling better now? You're no. glad you, no. glad you came I'm, back? I'm not glad I came back. COVID's up on the rise. People are stupid. I like the illusion I had that like all I had to deal with is the Milwaukee Bucks were in the championship, and people were just happy. I was okay with that. Aaron Rodgers even came back to training. Camp. Sure, yeah, whatever. I don't, <laughs> who cares? And people were way too upset about Aaron Rodgers. No, I, I hate everything now. Up next, as many of you have probably heard, there's an Olympic Games going on right now. As some of you may have heard, I haven't been paying all that much attention to it, personally. You, commie. <laughs> Actually, that's a good segue into what I'm going to talk about right now, where there was a lot of controversy stored over Simone Biles, the world-famous gymnast who was doing her routine, didn't feel great, and left. Came back, said that she withdrew, and then watched as the U.S. team took second place to the Russia the Olympic. ROC. Yeah, whatever they are. Russia. The not Russia, but Russia, still definitely Russia. That's Russia. not Russia, yes. <laughs> have you seen a lot of this controversy? I certainly have. It's another thing that's become like a politicized right versus left issue for some reason. I, I just, I don't understand it. So the, the whole story is she pulled out because of a mental wellness concern. Well, she was literally doing parts of her routine, or I think she was doing a, um, a pummel vault, and she tried to land it, and she just missed it horribly, got really psyched out and just like I need to step away because I could get hurt which yeah I could see that and so she then decided to back out of the team competition and the overall final she could still compete in the individual events but she hasn't made a decision yet on whether she will or not but then you have Republicans and conservatives right now who are trying to call it Simone Biles calling her weak saying that this is a shame on our country I, have you seen um like she's the worst traitor You're right she's, she's a traitor dead. to our country have you seen like the Charlie Kirk rant? I haven't. I, I know of it, but I have not. I will. You almost have to force me to listen to Charlie. Uh, Kirk. Uh, it's, uh, he goes on a rant for a good like five minutes about how selfish she is, how sociopathic she is. And I, I literally he calls her a selfish sociopath and just let's throw out any name possible and says that if she could just, you know, not go or if she could just quit whenever she wants, why did she go to begin with? And that apparently because she stepped away, she let the Russians win and now she's a traitor to our country. Am I crazy? Jason? Now granted, we both like sports. We like watching sports, right? We're fans. Of you have a Bucks shirt on right now. I do. Am I crazy to think that these are just... And the thing is, that's not even a sports related take. You could make a legitimate discussion of whether or not this will tarnish her legacy. If she leaves these Olympics with 
without a medal. Does that affect her legacy? She's known as the greatest gymnast right. of all time. And she doesn't have a medal in the Olympics that she competes in. Well, she, she did last Olympics. Mm-hmm. But in this, yeah, in this Olympics, she will have not medaled. Does that tarnish her legacy? Maybe. That's a legitimate discussion. I mean, I think if you... But that's for her, though. That's her legacy as an athlete. Right. If you really care about gymnastics, like, if you really did care about that sport, and I do not, I don't watch it outside of the Olympics. I barely watch it in the Olympics. It's amazing. I, I can't believe these people are even capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. But it's not something I watch. It's not like football, baseball, basketball, where, you know, I will pay attention to them year-round. It's only something you really watch every four years. So for those wow, that's when you, yeah. people, yes, this will affect her legacy to the very casual Olympics-level viewer that, you know, they saw her in one Olympics, she did really well, and then the next Olympics she didn't mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Yes, that affects If you honestly care about gymnastics, then you would know how many national and world titles she has, how many events in a row she's won and no one's even come close, how many moves that she has invented and perfected and she's the only one in the world that can do. And then you would say, no, this doesn't affect her legacy at all. Her legacy is already cemented. She is already the greatest gymnast of all time. Mm -hmm. And someone would have to do more than her to take it. She wouldn't be able to do anything at this point to lose it on her own. So you, it's like the Dunning-Kruger effect, kind of, where it's like, sure. if you know very little about it, then, you know, you, you, you have a very strong it, opinion about right. something that you know nothing about. And uh, there's certainly this desire to attack people and to generate revenue off of these super strong opinions because it it's like watching a car crash. Everyone, ooh, like you were just saying, like, oh, just Charlie Kirk video, he goes crazy. Mm-hmm. That's why these people do this. Right. Does he really hold that opinion? I was actually just going to say, I'm sure he's just grifting right there. Yeah, I mean, it's because, again, if you look into it and you look into what are her accomplishments in gymnastics, it's undoubtable that she's the greatest gymnast of all time. And then you also can look into her history and also notice that she's the victim of sexual abuse by a U.S. team doctor. But am I crazy where I think at the end of this, people just take sports way too seriously? Where I have absolutely like, so I'll use the Bucks as an example, right? I love the fact that the Bucks won the championship. I cheered for them. I had a great time. I have absolutely no connection to the Bucks whatsoever, other than the fact that they are in a city that I live in. Right. People take their fandoms too serious. And that's what I mean. But where you have people like if, if Giannis stayed injured, I wasn't gonna hate him for it, <laughs> right? Like if he And it looked like he probably should have. Right. Like physiologically speaking, that I would have not walked for a couple months. Right. If and, my knee bent that and way. And that's what I mean, where we just expect these athletes to do the craziest things and to just throw their bodies away for our entertainment. And I know like several other examples like in football where people are played with broken legs, broken arms, and they're treated as heroes for it. I mean, for goodness sake. Lacerated organs. Right. I can't remember what the um, gymnast's name is, but the famous gymnast that- Terry Strug. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That did the um, one foot- It was also a vault, yeah. Yes. And to me, that's just insane. We take sports way too seriously in this country, probably in the world as well, but like- yeah, if you've ever seen a soccer game, the, definitely the world. Right. These are just games. They're arbitrary games. The rules are made up. There's no point to this. If if Simone wins a million um, championships and gold medals, great. I'm happy. And it means nothing. What does that, I was like, what does, what does that mean? It means a lot to her. You know, we and, have, it means, and it means a lot to Nike and Coca-Cola who are trying to but that's, sell That's stuff. what I'm trying to get. For the people who are trying to say she's a traitor to the country and that we gave our victory to the Russians, 
What does that even mean? We have, what? So they have four women who can flip better than our women can. Oh man, that's right. Marxism won, the communism won. Like, what do we do? I just, I find the whole discussion and the controversy over this just to be absolutely insane and incomprehensible. And I think it's just because, again, we have this weird ownership of these athletes who just, ex- we expect to put their entire livelihood on the line for mere nonsense entertainment that means nothing. Well, and at the end of the day, I think it means more to Simone Biles than it does to Charlie Kirk. 100%. So, you know, as much as he can pretend to be outraged and upset, I guarantee you at the end of the day, she is more upset that this happened on the big stage for something that she's trained her entire life for. She's not happy that she's in this position either. But again, it's her decision. It's her legacy. It's her body. It's her mind. Well, I was going to say, there's also... And it's her decision. There's also the weird stigma we still have with mental health where... Oh, yeah. It's not taken a... If she had literally like broken her leg, well, then no, no one would complain. Well, you never know nowadays. <laughs> I don't... Th- I think it would... You wouldn't have people calling her weak and a traitor if it was an injury that they would consider legitimate versus a, a mental issue or a block or whatever. And we've seen it in other sports where people just like, well, okay, we're both Brewer fans. Keston Hira. Mm-hmm. He can't hit a pitch these days. Yep. What is it? It's not physical. He's not injured. It's a mental issue and it's affecting his performance. It happens. It happens in all levels of sports. It happens in all different sports. And it's something that every athlete can unfortunately be subject to. Correct. And yes, it happened in the Olympics for the greatest gymnast in the world. And that's terrible. But it's also, as I I saw in the story and was talked about, this is an Olympics where her parents aren't allowed to be there. And it's like the first, every competition, her family's always been there. And they're not here due to COVID. And I'm sure that affects what she's going through. Yep. And this is an issue with conservatives for whatever reason. It's an issue of empathy and putting yourself in her position and just understanding and just being like, wow, that's really bad. I feel bad for you. I hope that you can get over it if that's what you want. And if you, you know, if she decides that she's well enough to compete in the individual events and she does well, that's great. If she can't do it, then she shouldn't potentially, you know, put herself in danger to try to prove what to who. Right. But if you don't care and you just want to feel somehow that you're accomplishing something because the country that you live in did better than other countries in sporting events, then I guess you yell at her and yell at the TV and send all of your weird projection out into the world and act like an idiot and not care about her at all or really anyone except yourself. And our last story, bringing it back home to Wisconsin, Wisconsin GOP candidate for governor Jonathan Wickman went to a faith and freedom rally and said that good Christian patriots need to take over. So it's an oxymoron, <laughs> ask me. But. Now, Jason, right before you asked, is this guy a real candidate? Yeah, is he a legitimate? Kind of. <laughs> and here's what I mean by that. Politically speaking, he really has no chance. Most likely the GOP is going to nominate is probably Rebecca Clayfish, an established former. Former lieutenant governor. Yes, an established mm-hmm. Republican who is a former lieutenant governor. Jonathan Wickman is a crazy guy from Franklin, which is like a rural suburb of We're, Milwaukee County. We are a couple hundred feet away from Franklin yes. currently. Now, I would usually say, no, he has 
absolutely no shot, but he's gaining traction. As of right now, he has over, I think, 40 to 50,000 people liking him on Facebook. He's had billboards out right now, and he's campaigning. He's going out and getting people to vote for him, or at least getting people interested to vote for him. And a part of that was his speech at the Faith and Freedom Rally in wherever he was in Wisconsin. I have no idea where he was, but I just want to read some of these quotes to you, Jason, from the speech. Are you ready? Sure. All right. Looking at the political scene, I knew we were in trouble. There are no truth towers anymore in this country at the political level. We need to change that. We need good Christian patriots to take over and run for office. And that's what I intend to do. Great. Then he goes on and spots a whole bunch about vaccines and mask mandates because of course he does. If something goes against your conscience, if you know because God told you, we're all created in the image of God and God gave us certain rights that no man can trample on. But if you know in your heart that something is wrong, that what someone is telling you to do is wrong, do not comply. And if they try to press our luck, we have the Second Amendment. So shoot people who you feel are wrong. So he's asking to be assassinated. <laughs> well, he's literally encouraging other Wisconsinites to assassinate people who come to their door, which is absolutely insane. The guy at Costco who asks you to put a mask on, shoot him. Right. And that's what I'm talking about. Or even just when we're talking about like the Biden plan of trying to do door to door like vaccinations, right? Where they're not going to make anyone do anything, but they're going to go to unvaccinated areas and say, hey, would you want to get vaccinated? I have one right here. Right. Yeah. People that just don't right. want to bother right. going. This to... guy is encouraging them to say, hell no, and I'm going to shoot you. And this is a da- census workers constantly are in danger due to ridiculous stuff like this. I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> like, and I would love to just sit there and laugh at this guy, but he, he doesn't have a 0% shot at running for governor, which makes me very scared. <laughs> yeah, this is a very typical Christian nationalist. And this is what they're like. And I'm sorry, this is supposed to be a political podcast, not a religious podcast. We're both atheists, but we we don't think that it's that important to be non-religious, right? Like we obviously we both have religious people in our families. We have religious friends. It's fine. We try not as best we can to take that many shots at just being religious. But this flavor of Christian dominionism, Christian nationalism is dangerous. And you can see this. He couches all of his beliefs in religion. God told me. You can do anything if you can convince yourself that God told you. This is in the Bible. Remember, Abraham's about to kill his son Isaac because God told him to do it. That is insane. And if you want to have a good time, just go look at this guy's Facebook page and his website. It's the craziest thing ever. And I don't know if you knew this, Jason, but well, you probably didn't because you didn't even know Jonathan Wickman existed before like five <laughs> yeah, years ago. Yeah, lucky me. Did you know he's also a published author? Book came out in 2018. Published, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm not looking at the article, but I'm guessing it's self-published. Are, are you ready for the title of his self-published book? <laughs> sure. Healing from Asthma, My Personal Journey, Doctoring Myself into Optimal Health and Freedom from Asthma. So we know he has asthma. <laughs> doctoring himself so if he literally had to run for governor he might die <laughs> no because he knows how to doctor himself uh, no he, he doesn't he could provide cpr <laughs> he re- he on really, himself at any moment he really really doesn't though <laughs> So if you if he is the Republican nominee, all Tony Evers would have to do is challenge him to a race, and <laughs> well, then he would die. Be careful with that. I mean, it's also Tony Evers. Yeah, he's also kind of old and frail. But you know, uh, if he has asthma, I imagine he'll use an inhaler and not stop and pray as he's gasping for breath. <laughs> 
So again, be on the lookout for this guy. He shouldn't do anything, but, and also if you want a good laugh, go laugh at this idiot too. For the record, I'm Jason. This was the guy I wanted to get on the show so we could argue and laugh at him. (laughs) Well, just tell him that God said that he should be on our show. (laughs) That was really a productive segment, wasn't it? It's hard to get any word in with this clown. You may have recently seen ads online about this particular newspaper uncovering mass cover-ups, politics, and global affairs, and whatever it may be. Usually it's videos of this random white guy with a newspaper in his hands talking about whatever crazy conspiracy theory that sounds insane, but he tries really hard to make it sound credible. They go on and talk about how there are massive media cover-ups and that the mainstream media doesn't want you to know the truth, and that if you subscribe to this newspaper, you'll get the true unbiased nudes that you won't get anywhere else. This is the Epic Times, and on the surface, they're an extremely right-wing conservative newspaper. And on the surface, it would be pronounced Epoch Times, because that's (laughs) the way it's spelled, but they do, for whatever reason, pronounce it Epic Times. Right, and they're a pro-Trump and anti-Chinese government newspaper. They post stories about conspiracy theories and extremist right-wing rhetoric about whatever you can think of. Just for a reference, um, Ad Fontes Media, which is a pretty good research group into media bias and media trustworthiness, rates them as a hyper partisan right-wing source with somewhat unreliable reporting which i think is pretty generous in my opinion <laughs> it's i mean they they're the language of that study of that graph that they have it doesn't really get very serious into negativity you know Correct. like they're pretty far to the bottom and it's like somewhat unreliable right was, and that's like and i was gonna say that too bottom. yeah so like so for reference they're just a little bit above alex jones so they're not as bad as alex jones in Infowars, but they're definitely one of like the lowest like four or news sources in the entire graph that they have. There are a few unreliable lefty things. You're not on there. a big Jimmy Dore fan. <laughs> well, I wouldn't necessarily consider him to be that left these days. I mean, you're right, but <laughs> but he's also not credible. Most of the the bottom of that reliability scale is on the right. Correct. Uh, yes, I'm personally very biased, but this is an independent source, and I'm sorry. There's much more quote unquote fake news on the right than there is on the left and the stuff on the right is way more popular than the more unreliable sources on the left but in this specific newspaper there's actually even a weirder history <laughs> than just a crazy right-wing infowars-esque type of news source as a, a bit of a, a teaser i consider this episode to be part of our cult series yeah so let's get into it so what is the epic times it was founded in 2000 by john tang and other Chinese Americans of the, of the Tang Dynasty <laughs> who also founded the Orange Drink. See, I can write fake news as well. Well, the Tang Dynasty comes up again. You, you weren't alone in that. Uh, <laughs> John also agreed that that was a good uh, play on words. Founded in Tang's basement in Georgia. So, why uh, why do we consider this to be part of the cult series? Well, Tang and the others who started the paper with him were affiliated with Falun Gong. Also interchangeably known as Falun Dafa, which is a Chinese cult. Yep. It was a fairly recent religious movement based out of China. I think back in the 90s. In the 90s. That focused on the teachings of their founder, Li Hongzhi. Falun Gong blends aspects of Buddhism, Taoism, and Qigong, which is a, it was a very popular movement in China in the 80s and 90s, which focused on 
on using meditation, breathing, and like aerobic, like real light aerobic movements basically to cultivate yoga. your chi. Basically, your yoga. <laughs> But prob like yoga, but for Crazy less people. flexible people. Yoga's got some weird stuff too. We didn't get into that right now. But yoga tends to be a little bit more hardcore. Like some of the poses and stuff are hard to do for most people. Uh, this is much more light. You can probably see if you're in any community that has a large Chinese population, go look like Sunday mornings in the park. You probably see people doing it, and it's not. I mean, they're not all necessarily Falun Gong because again, this was a yes. Huge any any aerobics people you see in the park are probably cult members of some <laughs> of some like form or whatever it may be you never know it doesn't have to be Falun Gong but it's probably some cult <laughs> And it's it's part of this because they they feel like they're they're building up the energy in their body, um, which again was a huge thing in China in the eighties and nineties. Correct. So this guy just kind of incorporated this into Buddhism and Taoism to create his own religion, much like you see things like Scientology and. But Mormonism. they also had a compared to like we'll say other Buddhist religions. This was also more based on like the secular world as well, where they meant to be more involved with the world as opposed to be separate from it. Where Buddhist religions will try to make you separate from the world to gain true enlightenment. They where, do consider themselves to be an offshoot of Buddhism. Right, the but they, but at least from what I've read in Falun Gong, they consider themselves a part of the world and they don't make or they don't make their members to like not take jobs or to isolate them, themselves in any way, shape or form. They are part of the secular world. Right, different philosophy on how to achieve enlightenment. Yes. But there are, I mean, there are other, the, Buddhism is just as very as Christianity. Right. And, and I was also like, this is also not the following gong episode, but <laughs> we wanted to give you something. Right. It, and explain where this, because this, I mean, honestly, they'll, they deny it, but Falun Gong owns the epic time. Right. It's not like this guy, John Tang. Yeah, he's the quote unquote founder, but it's, this is the Falun Gong's newspaper. And why do we call it a cult? Why, you know, what's, what's culty about it? Well, Li Hongji has claimed that he has the powers of clairvoyance, meditation, invisibility and eternal youth uh, members consider him to basically be a god he was an angel that came down to earth to bring the, the teachings of Falun Gong yep sounds culty Falun Gong is ultra conservative uh, their Mr. Hong Ji has denounced interracial relationships and homosexuality uh, and he also claimed that science and technology are part of an alien plot to steal human souls and eventually replace us so basically Marjorie Terra Green. <laughs> basically, yeah. Yeah, super conservative and crazy. Uh I think Marjorie Taylor Green. And they're also very pro QAnon. Um you will hear some pushback. Oh, you didn't really say interracial relationships and mixed blood uh children were bad. That's very generous. He basically says, Yeah, you're broken and you have no place in heaven unless you listen to my teachings right. and I can help you fix the your broken existence because you're a product of an interracial relationship that's not that, that's not a positive viewing of interracial <laughs> relationships in any way shape or form and just again to reinforce that this is a dangerous cult they teach that properly following their teachings their methods will grant protection from illness and disease so most practitioners will forego proper medical care uh, you know feeling that any problems they're having are with within them right it's a spiritual issue not a medical issue yeah and something they should not seek treatment for even though again like most of the cults because
because they know that they would have to take some responsibility if they were to be honest. They distance themselves. They say, oh, we don't tell people not to go to the doctor. Yeah, but you teach them that their weakness is caused by them not following it properly and that they shouldn't go to the doctor. But, oh, you're free to. You get, it's just like uh, Jehovah's Witnesses and, and blood transfusions. Yep. You know, that, well, we don't prevent anyone from getting a blood transfusion. It's a sin, and you'll go to hell, but we don't prevent anyone from you, doing it. And also, even though they strictly do, by the way, but <laughs> that's not this episode. Also, fun fact, you may have seen billboards or advertisements for a stage production or a good Chinese ballet called Shen Yun. I know I've seen them before. I think, again, oh, yeah, certainly. We've talked about this before. Where, go into any Chinese restaurant. I'm sure they'll have a flyer up. Right, but even in Milwaukee, we see billboards for this all the time every mm. single year commercials and, on tv right and i always thought like you know what i've never been to that i should go to that <laughs> and then i lost my mind when i found out that there was actually a propaganda show for the following gong called yes it's a very anti-communist anti-chinese government and i don't know if that makes me want to see it more now <laughs> or less well here's an excerpt from a song performed at the show this is in chinese though isn't it yeah it's yeah. but they but they translate it behind the the singer <laughs> do they really yeah in english um, but the, the excerpt is atheism and evolution are deadly ideas. Modern trends destroy what makes us human. <laughs> So those are, and I hear there's a, a part where there's a, they talk about, it, it's supposed to be interpretive of when the Chinese, the the communist government took over in China, and it's like a big tsunami with the face of Karl Marx. No. Yeah. So, you know. It, Jason, we have to go. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if it was free, maybe. What do you think are like 10 bucks each is going to uh, no, severely I, impact I, them? Well, I think it's going to be a little bit more expensive than that. <laughs> I don't feel like giving this cult any money. <laughs> But they also own the new Tang Dynasty, is your Tang joke. Oh, there it is. Or NTD Television, which they also own a radio uh, station as well. But it's been reported that Falun Gong members are required to volunteer at one of those companies, whether it be radio, TV, the Epic Times paper, the Shen Yun dance troupe. And so also, you know, those dancers are treated very poorly. They're generally unpaid volunteers. They're forced into... You you know, pretty strenuous schedule of travel. Uh, so yeah, I don't know about paying to go see it. But <laughs> it is very culty and has all of the negatives that generally go along with that type of situation. So again, this isn't the Falun Gong episode. We're not going to go into everything. But, I want to give you a background at least. And you know, why are they so anti-Chinese government, anti-communism? Well, early on in the history of the group, they were embraced by the Chinese government yeah, they were allowed to practice and do their thing and as they became more popular and influential in china and they started to get tens of millions of followers the chinese government does not really care for competition for power and influence after the leader the uh, li hongji moved to the united states he moved to the u.s in i believe the mid 90s 1996 something like that he so, located yes. in new york in 1999 China outlawed the group under a new anti-cult law and began persecuting them. Mm-hmm. And like this is actual persecution of religion. Correct. Not what you hear here from Christians. Christians. Yes. But like literally people were being jailed, forced into re-education camps. 
Correct. things like that. There are a lot of the one of the biggest things you'll see from Epic Times, from New Tang Dynasty, from Shen Yun. It's even in the performance. They claim that you know a lot for never having to go to support. <laughs> I've, I've read a lot of accounts of people that that went there. There are reports of the Chinese government harvesting organs from Falun Gong members even while they're still alive. That is one of the number one claims. It's hard to confirm that. Certainly China has been guilty of organ harvest from executed prisoners. That we know 100% happened. Um, They say they're not doing it anymore. I don't know. You really can't. There's the reports of the Falun Gong members being having their organs harvested and being targeted specifically for organ harvest. It's really dubious. A lot of people Mm -hmm. dispute that. Well, it's it's at best circumstantial evidence. That's what I've read as well. Both groups, you know, the, the Chinese governments and the Falun Gong are highly used propaganda yes. to get to communicate and they're both incredibly untrustworthy which makes it hard to, like who's telling the truth in this it's hard to say but I will tell you that the reason that the Falun Gong says that they're being targeted for organ harvest is because they have supernaturally healthy organs due to the spiritual healing involved in their practice so right away it's kind of hard to you know that's not true. So if that's the basis for them (laughs) claiming that their organs are being harvested, they're they're specifically targeted for organ harvest. I don't know. But that does not negate the fact that the Chinese government did, in fact, persecute the Falun Gong group. And and again, even though we are super anti-cult and anti-crazy religion, you should not get persecuted by the government. Scientology is dangerous and shouldn't be considered religion and should be highly regulated by the government we don't feel like they should be rounded up and tortured and killed and sent to re-education camps that would also be bad correct so and it's like what you've seen um with the muslim uyghur minority in china it's kind of the same practice exactly where they take this religious minority and try to eliminate them because they don't like the influence that the religion has on their lives they want the chinese government to be the only influence in your life well to be the thing that you pledge your life to to be the government not to whatever spiritual following whatever prophet whatever anything that's the reason they want full and total control basically correct yeah well and this is the main purpose of why tang started the paper he wanted to uncover the chinese government's oppression of the falun gong group and that was and it was a chinese language newspaper at the start and yes mainly focused on the chinese government and then as they became more westernized and catered more towards a Chinese American audience that's when they started to embrace the more American right wing and obviously you know America has no love for communism coming out of the the 80s and issues with Russia it was a good match <laughs> and there is an aspect of Falun Gong that says that basically all communists will go to hell will enter the gate of no life uh, also reserved for people that are members of Falun and gong and then leave right they also go go to hell and from there on out the paper quickly grew in popularity all over the world becoming one of the largest chinese language news sites outside of china and they had local editions in the united states canada japan australia indonesia taiwan and many many other countries by 2003 the first english edition was released online and then in 2009 the falun gong leader li hongji went to their manhattan 
headquarters because they eventually moved to New York and officially claimed that the Epic Times was the group's media. Even though they will deny that they are affiliated. Correct. And since then, the Epic Times expanded to over 35 countries written in 21 different languages. But the major change for the Epic Times from kind of a small niche anti-Chinese, anti-communist newspaper to being the right-wing American political propaganda machine. If there was a year you would pick <laughs> where things got really crazy and right-wing propaganda just took storm. That would be what- correct. 2016. <laughs> So, after Donald Trump became president, he was seen as basically the messiah. Well, I'm not, I'm not the messiah, but like a pretty high-up ally of the group. Definitely, they saw him as, as like a, the means to yes to overthrow the, the Chinese government and to, I don't know, uh, take over? I'm not sure what their, <laughs> what their end goal was for that, but they definitely latched on to Donald Trump. They bought into Donald Trump's rhetoric that yep. he was was so tough on china which is all just a front anyway would you love when like just bullshitters just keep like bsing each other and then they don't even know <laughs> who's telling the truth anymore because everyone's just lying so much and the the truth is that just america itself is anti-chinese communist government right but- it's and it's been that way forever <laughs> right we america sees china currently as the biggest rival for world influence and economic power suck it russia yeah it was russia throughout the 80s and then once china started to become industrialized and growing they are the main rival Mm -hmm. to the united states and there is no politician in any high level of government that is pro chinese communist government i mean we are very left-wing here but i have no love for any brutal dictatorship no matter what their economic policies are (laughs) would you would you take a brutal dictator <laughs> would you take like would you vote for a bernie sanders but he's like a brutal dictator right but it, he'll put all the the conservatives in prison right and no or like in, <laughs> in like death camps or something but, right. but we all get health care <laughs> actually if you say it that way <laughs> but no that's and again it's and donald trump is not really anti-china he's just pro donald trump aoc will give us the green new deal but you'll also stab ted cruz in the face i thought that was in the green new deal oh. <laughs> We have to stop the emissions coming out of Ted Cruz's face. <laughs> Back on subject. <laughs> so. But 2016 was actually a very interesting year for the Epic Times because, like Jason said, usually they were just manned by volunteers of the Falun Gong group. And according to former employees, in 2016, the Epic Times started posting job ads on Indeed for reporters. Nothing super crazy. I think it was like thirty to thirty-five thousand dollars a year. So like you weren't being paid well. And well, hey, they're they're pro capitalist. Well, <laughs> and according to these employees, things were very weird from the start. As part of their orientation, the young reporters were shown a video depicting the persecution of the Falun Gong organization. Remember, these are just random people who applied for like a reporting gig. That's all they are. They were also told that their goal was to combat the liberal mainstream media and that content should include stories critical of communist China, about the threat of Islamic terrorism, illegal immigration, and the promotion of traditional values. Then, according to the reporters, they said they had a workroom desk arranged in a U-shape in a single room office that was separated by a locked door. So they were locked inside of a room from other staff members who worked on the paper, dozens of other Falun Gong members.
members and volunteers and interns. The new recruits roll up to five new stories a day, which is a lot for any reporter to do, in order to meet a quota of 100,000 page views and submitted their work to a handful of other editors, which basically turned out to be a team of two Falun Gong practicing married couples. Steve Klett, who was one of the reporters that eventually left the organization, likened the Epic Times to working in a Russian troll farm, where he said, quote, it's like we were supposed to be fighting so-called liberal propaganda by making our own. And they are 100% a propaganda newspaper. Well, and that's what was so crazy about this, that they just hired these reporters to just write fake news stories. It didn't matter what it was. They just had to write about whatever the agenda was supposed to be. And it worked. It did. Tax filings show that the revenues from the newspaper grew from $3.8 million in 2016 to an astronomical $15.5 million in 2019. And they're still growing. Now, does that mean that their subscriptions are rapidly growing as well? Kind of. Most funds early on seem to be coming from either wealthy conservative political donors like Robert Mercer and Steve Bannon. Former employees also said that much of their revenue today comes from increased subscriptions, okay, ads, and then also donations from wealthy Falun Gong members who want to keep the group going. Much like Scientology. Correct. According to an NBC report, ads from the Epic Media Group, the umbrella organization for the Epic Times, pulled over 3 billion views on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. That's because they spent $1.5 million on pro-Trump ads alone. I think that was like over 11,000 ads in a six-month period, which was the most of any organization outside the Trump campaign itself to spend on Facebook ads. In an interview with NBC, reporter Ben Collins stated that after the Mueller report was released, the Epic Times was a top 10 advertiser on Facebook. Not a political advertiser, but in all fields. Collins said ExxonMobil was literally the next one on the list. If you know how big ExxonMobil is, you know how big of a deal it is that Epic Media is beating them. As a whole, the Epic Media Group spent over $11 million in 2019 just on ads. I've certainly seen their Facebook ads. I, I like you were saying, the, the nerdy guy in the glasses. Oh, look at this. The uh, the FBI was spying on Donald Trump, our reporter's show. But yeah, so they, they're all over the place, especially during conservative moments. Heck, even during the NBC interview, Collins also went on to say that if you were above, I think, 50 years old, they actually sent you literal mailers as well. Yeah, I've seen. I have seen, You've seen an the mailers? Epic Times paper. Because you're like 60 years old. Not at, sorry, not at my house. Oh, <laughs> Uh, when I went by my mom's house, oh, she had okay. a copy of the Epic Times, and I definitely took the opportunity to inform her that that was run by a Chinese cult and that she shouldn't read any of it and maybe not even use it to line a birdcage. Really don't want to get those birds all radicalized. <laughs> well, it's, it's they'll a start time. like, yeah, they'll start uh, repeating pro-Trump conspiracy yeah. theories and <laughs> they'll just like, QAnon, you don't. QAnon, QAnon. <laughs> you don't want that. Come Come <laughs> However, in 2019, Facebook ultimately banned the Epic Times from publishing ads on their website because they were using sock puppet accounts to publish ads. And what I mean by that is they're originally publishing ads just from the Epic Times account, or I think it was like news concerning Donald Trump, and then it was like their owned page, and they were spending millions of dollars on that. But then from there on out, they're also publishing from pages such as Honest Paper, Patriots of America, Pure American Journalism, and Best News. And usually those pages would be linked 
linking to the Epic Times, even though they wouldn't state on there that they were affiliated in any way. Correct. So they were being very dishonest in how they were promoting their content and basically trying to get around some of the rules that Facebook has in place. One of the crazier things that they did was there was 610 Facebook accounts, 89 pages, 156 groups, and 72 Instagram accounts related to a network called The Beauty of Life, or The BL, which had over 55 million followers, which were later found to be fake user profiles and pictures, not the followers, but all of the people that belonged in these groups. So there were still 55 million people following this network. Outside of the fake. Correct. So all of the actual users that were that were publishing content for this network were all fakes. Were fake user profiles and pictures created using artificial intelligence, and they would promote Epic Times articles and pro-Trump conspiracies. Basically, they would be bots that would just publish, "Hey, look at this link to the Epic Times," or "Hey, Hillary Clinton, what about her emails? Benghazi, that sort of thing." Mm-hmm. And this entire vast network was shut down but they were it was run out of vietnam and it was run by the epic times and fallen gong epic times claims they had no connection to the bl despite its founder and multiple employees having been former (laughs) epic times employees including the ceo of epic times vietnam was the founder of the beauty of life that's a coincidence (laughs) and this was further exposed to be a complete lie by Snopes in a very good article that they published in October of 2019 detailing many, many connections between the Epic Times, the BL, and Falun Gong, as well as the other, the Falun Gong radio network. But they basically, they were completely intertwined. They shared servers. They shared the email addresses that were given were uh, Epic Times email addresses, phone numbers, addresses all traced back to Falun Gong just 100% they were the same company even though again they'll deny it deny 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 because they're just completely oh. dishonest like cults like cults like conservatives <laughs> like Donald Trump everything they say was a lie it's just constantly they'll never admit to anything even when they're caught even when there's overwhelming evidence they don't care they'll they just deny everything and then after Facebook banned them the Epic Times switched advertising focuses to YouTube, which is probably why you see mostly YouTube ads for the Epic Times now. And they're still able to advertise there today. YouTube hasn't done anything about taking them off the air. They have a huge YouTube channel. They do. If you search for anything about China, about Donald Trump, you will find Epic Times, you'll find NTD, the New Tang Dynasty content all over the place. Just in looking for information, like doing research for this episode, it was hard. Every Everything I searched for it was like actually Epic Times. Stuff. Right. Yeah. I remember that. Well, that's what happened to me too. Their most popular video is 22 million views with several others in the millions and then going down to the hundred thousands from there. 
So yeah, they're still very influential on YouTube. And now Graham, like I said, they're still allowed to have a YouTube channel, even though they've been spraying nothing but misinformation for their entire lifetime. They don't get taken down. The only time they actually have been taken down was stuff related to COVID-19 and anti-vax stuff and obviously anti-China stuff because, you know. Yeah, obviously I, they blame the Chinese government for COVID. Right. They call, it, they call it, it was like a purposeful. You know, the, they're the ones who expect like the intentional lab leak theory. They call it the CCP virus. Right, exactly. Yes, to them, it was a weapon that was unleashed by the Chinese government. They're probably the biggest, or at least earliest, purporters of that theory. Right, exactly. And given their close ties with Trump, they've interviewed his daughter, they've interviewed uh, members of his administration, they've interviewed members of the Trump organization. I guarantee that a lot of Trump's information when it, where it relates to China comes from that group. Luckily, he's not the president anymore, and now he's just another crazy person that listens to the Epic Times. And even their media channel, NTD, has 1.3 million subscribers. Still not the most, but that's a lot still. Ooh, they have a show called China in Focus. And Piano Talks. Look at that. They also kind of self- feed as well. Uh, Epic Times always publishes articles about Shen Yun and how great it is uh, and they'll publish articles about the Falun Gong being persecuted. Oh, all the time. And so that feeds into that narrative while they say, well, we're not related to them at all but they push their propaganda constantly. Correct. So, be aware of this group. You don't actually have to like be worried that they're going to come for you or anything like that, but... You should know you can't trust anything, they say. Correct. That they are and- propaganda machine. They are extremely dishonest in every aspect of their business dealings. They don't tell you who they are. They don't tell you what their history is, what their background is. They don't tell you what their motivations are. They don't tell you what they're doing with their money. They lie. They use deceptive practices. They cheat. That's who they are. They don't care. They're using propaganda. They're using rhetoric and they're breaking laws and rules just to gain influence and power in order to promote their agenda. And I'd say the real problem is that you're actually seeing people who believe that this is a reputable news source. Yeah, you know, I've even had the Epic Times thrown at me um, as a source, I think just the other day online. It, it happens. People truly believe that the Epic Times, by just wearing you know this mask or facade of professionalism, they think that they are a real news agency when they're not. They're just an anti-Chinese propaganda outlet. You have to be ready to talk to your friends and family who watch the Epic Times or who follow the Epic Times or who read the Epic Times or who read the Epic Times and go through this history with them and show them that it is not just another news source and that it is a literal cult propaganda outlet. And if anyone ever shows you Epic Times stuff, you should immediately not take that person seriously. And when they talk about biased news, they are unabashedly Trump supporters and are just lying to you to make him look good, to make it look like he won the election. They're big election conspiracy proponents as well. Of course. They're big QAnon supporters. They love conspiracies. They love disinformation. Anything to sell you a story. That's 
all that they're about. They don't care about what's true. They just care about their narrative and they will tell you anything if they think that you'll believe it. There is no real journalism. There's no real reporting. And that's what they, that's how they push it. That's what their ads are like. Oh, we, our real reporters are out there doing work. Yeah. You and the National Enquirer. That's what which, they are. Which they beat out in the Advantage Media Group. That was like one of the only agencies they actually beat out for trustworthiness. I don't think the Weekly World News exists anymore, but they would be kind of right around that level. <laughs> and I know we've talked about this before, Jason, but we should really do more episodes on stuff like this. Like even I know the Epic Times is kind of special and it's crazy, but we should do other ones where it's like Turning Points USA, the Daily Wire, um, the Daily Car, and actually like go into the histories of these right wing news propaganda outlets. Hell, and even like the left wing ones too. Like we can go into like nonsense, like Occupy Democrats and the Jimmy Jork, Jimmy, ah, Jimmy Dore crap. Jimmy Jor. Jimmy Jor. Like I'd be totally fine doing that because people Chapo. Need, right, Chapo Trap House. Because people need to realize that just because they see news that they like, that does not mean that's reliable. Just because the hosts are something that they like does not mean that's reliable. So that may be a good Except thing for, for the future. Us. Except for us. We are an opinionated, very biased, somewhat trustworthy show. <laughs> we'll at least let you know that we are extremely biased. And yes, we are giving you just our side of things, just our viewpoint. We try to be thorough in our research, but this is think progressively. We are a progressive leaning, left leaning, anti-conservative, anti-right wing podcast. We are not journalists well, that <laughs> at too. all. Well, and that's the other thing too, is we have to be careful as well, where I had, again, going all the way back, circling all the way around, back to this weird discussion with this friend that I had today. We have to also be aware that the idea of having unbiased news is not a thing, especially today. Every news source that you have will be biased in some way, shape, or form. You will have more biased news sources like me and Jason here, and you'll have other ones like on the conservative side. And if that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean that what we say is necessarily wrong. That doesn't necessarily mean what Fox News says is necessarily wrong. All you have to recognize is this is the perspective that we come from and treat us with a skeptical eye and look into what we say before accepting what we say without any skepticism whatsoever. That's it. Screw following gone. And buy my book, which teaches you the right way to live your life hey, did and you know how you could, to become invisible and levitate. Did you know you could doctor yourself away from asthma? <laughs> <laughs> All you need to do is buy these milkshakes from me. Right. Also, I sincerely apologize. This is 100% my fault. Even though we just came back this week, we're going to have to take one more week off because I'm going to be out of the state. So we'll be back in another two weeks. I promise. Thank you for the patience. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you for listening. We hope to see you in the next episode. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at ThinkProPod. You can email us at ThinkProPod at gmail.com. And remember, when in doubt, think progressively. Let's jump right into the bad news. No, wait. Good night, good night, good night.